0: What is it you're finding that people are coming to you and asking what, you know, we've gone through COVID and that there was a sort of, I think, a realisation of the fact that dealing with customers at a distance requires certain measures to be Mm -hmm. taken. And the professional services sector in general, so not just the financial advisor sector where we're prolific, all of them are dealing with end customers. They're very client centric. They deal with sensitive data every day. And with email still is probably the most prevalent, prevalent method of speaking to our clients at a distance, preferred method. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to understand, what sort of questions do you get? What day-to-day are the sort of problems you get faced with are asked? Let's with Carol.
1: Well, I guess first of all, what, what we need to sort of think about is the kind of people that are coming to us, um, asking, you know, to, to know about Merilog. And we still get people coming to us, probably smaller firms that haven't yet come up with you know haven't yet got a solution in the business for this. Um and you know it's really satisfying in my job to speak to a, a firm who has been worried about this. And it seems like you, you mentioned the surge poll and I think whether it's a consumer duty or whatever it is, especially the start of 2023, we've had a real uptick in the smaller firms coming to us saying, I really need to sort this out now. This has been worrying me. And it's it's really nice to do a demo to those tax firms and at the end of it, receive the feel. This is just what I've been looking for. This is great. This is one less thing I have to worry about.
0: Well, do you think some of the reservations have been getting here? Because I know you said to me a few times, I don't think people realise that this is something that will just work off the cuff. You know, it's not possibly,
1: the- yeah, possibly. Possibly, you know, people look at tech and think it's going to be painful. You know, people are busy. People have got day jobs. Have they got time to sort of um, test systems, look at systems, et cetera? Um, and the realisation that this is so easy to deploy and install. And, you know, you can you can download the mail or card in, uh, register for the trial and, and be sending secure emails in the afternoon. Mm. You know, that's as quick and easy as it is. It's totally integrated with your email and um, all things that people seem to really like. Um, probably the second demographic of people and probably, you know, the, the rump of the people that come to us are those that have got existing systems within the businesses that maybe are not... Um, ticking all the boxes um, or maybe are a little bit more cumbersome than they'd like them to be. Um, things like portals where businesses might not be getting full adoption across their, their client base um, and are maybe reverting to email for those clients that are, for whatever reason, reticent to engage with that portal. For those clients who want that information sent direct to their inbox, not have to retrieve it from a portal. Um and, you know, things like password protecting, especially, again, first, first quarter of this year, we seem to be getting a lot of larger firms who've been probably password protecting maybe ever since 2018. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, they will at the end of a demo, we'll always say that's <coughs> much easier than what we're doing now. That, that's yeah. so much better. Um, that solves that problem of that gap where we're not getting engagement with a certain set of people on the portal. That will complement the portal perfectly.
0: And um, from your point of view, Hugh, you know we talk about this too. You're all saying to me this is not just about ticking regulatory boxes. There are other facets to the system that people realise can have a real positive impact. You know, it's for a lot of time, tax and overhead, and then it's friction. And we, you guys particularly... Are in that loop of feeding back in to say, look, we've got to make sure that we think about this and think
2: about that. I mean, what, what are your thoughts around? It? I think that I, I think I think it's, it's very hard to say a one There's no one answer fits all solution. I think people come at it differently. I think there's a lot of reticence about technology. I think some of the demographic that we're dealing with, people think, oh, that's technology; it's for younger people I and mean, it's beyond me. And then, use the user system? They, Oh, actually, this is actually quite easy. This is actually not as hard as I thought it was. Um, I think people, certainly, particularly in financial services, seem to segmentalize their business, though. They think, oh, I'll get it securely, but I don't necessarily need to send it securely. But also, when you talk to people, they seem to think that they get that the post isn't quite safe anymore, but they think email as a generic thing is safe. Yeah, Um, there was just in the office the other day where where, um, uh, somebody asked to send a credit card statement and they said oh don't worry we've got a firewall it's protected and it was like so there's a general misunderstanding of email traffic, how insecure email is in transit and I think Link, you know, we did a lot about personal data and identifiable data. And I think people don't appreciate the problem that is not necessarily their problem, but is a global problem. Or they might have a little nugget of somebody's information, but somebody else has got the other bit of that information. And putting all the things together can identify somebody. And that's what every company should be so aware in their minds. Have I got something that, in with with somebody else's information, could identify an individual? If they are, mm. then that is in breach. And mean, uh, this whole thing about identity is interesting. The last couple of days, a
0: matter of announced so that they're getting involved in identity. You know, don't get, you know, uh, trillion dollar businesses that uh, get interested in the subject. We've been, I think, championing for a long time. You know, that email is is you know natively unsecure. What we're trying to do is make it feasible. And something else, Gary, you mentioned actually when we were talking about this session was we've been quite conscious, I think, of ensuring that the tech tries to even up the balance a bit. You know, of course, we provide a big kit that can fit us, a big kit that kit I can sit within a big enterprise's, you know, infrastructure and be sympathetic to all the other uh, cyber software provisions. But at the same time, you know, the... My professional services is a people business, and there's a consequence, you know, it's not unusual to have smaller businesses, they're equally as important, they have equally the same problems. And we've tried to create tech that enables that, even evens be, you yeah. know, gives it a chance fight a fighting, chance of having some of those same controls and checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Probably the most important person in all this, though, is the consumer. And I think one of the other questions that kept coming up was, My customers aren't going to like this, which is resoundingly not the case. Yeah. I mean, from my understanding it's it communicated in the right way, though, and probably yeah. you know?
1: I think there's a really important point there. I think we provide at the end, or I will provide it at the end of every demo session, and some narrative, some content that a, that a firm can use to introduce the, um, the adoption of not to their clients. And I think this is really, really important because I think if consumers are aware and informed of why you're doing something, what it does for them, it's a totally different story to being presented with something that they they don't know.
0: I, th- I think it almost yeah. flips it up the other way, yeah. yeah totally, you "Why yeah. are you doing this?" Yeah. You yeah. 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 that's the point. Yeah. yeah. So there's almost yeah. an advocacy piece there, isn't it? But the, yeah. the fact you're all ensuring that you know in dealing with this sensitive stuff, you're respecting your client's data and things. So I think, I think you know, I know that yes. I know we've got a few people feedback. Really,
1: it's certainly a service. I feel it's a a service that the, the firm should be saying to their clients that it's an extra service we are offering mm. and it shows the commitment of that brand to the security of the data of their consumer. Yeah. And,
0: and that's what sort of also leads into the other bit you talked about is operational efficiency because of course this isn't about outbound comms this is about being able to swap information mm-hmm. you know when you need that passport copy when you need that utilities bill whatever it might be the ID the ability of that person to reply and
2: send you information and you talked about yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think you know there's loads of all coming together at the same time. You've got now for an end consumer, you virtually now cannot buy something online with a credit card without being sent a code or something in an app to verify your identity. So that people are used to that now; they accept yeah. that that is keeping their money safe. And you know, I think probably if you listed people's priorities, money would be their main thing. That they don't want to lose money. Yeah. But then they think, of, oh, my identity, I want to protect that. So, so actually, um, consumers, I think, are much more aware of what's going on in the world now rather than, than, um, that they ever been before. So, so I think they want to protect themselves. Uh, and I think that linking all together, we've got the ability now for, um, end users to have free accounts so they can communicate backwards with whoever sent them the message or then on to somebody else it, it it's a whole we've we've closed the circle in terms of that communication loop so yeah. they can get they can receive they can send back it's fairly frictionless now uh um, we it's just a mindset. I think yeah, yeah. just getting over that. All oh, this is going to be complicated. It actually, isn't going to be complicated. Yeah. But it's just getting over that bit. I think. And I think it's also
0: perhaps possibly the not misunderstanding Obviously, we've got some very large enterprise clients that are now choosing to communicate with their own customers, which again is very flattering. Need to be a you know, stakeholder in that part of their. They're important their communications um, ecosystems. And with the advisors, what the advisors probably don't realise or understand is their obligations, possibly, and and the fact the very same system can be employed to communicate with their customers about about the same sensitive topics. You know, yeah. and that's that's the bit I think we we're keen to make sure people understand. This 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 isn't a unidirectional sort of piece of kit. It's meant to. The ecosystem is growing now, you know, with many millions of customers, tens of thousands of advisors, as many tens of thousands, and their support stuff.
2: Yeah, I I think, you know, the biggest thing that when people contact us, they say, Oh, we don't need it anymore. That makes no logical sense. Why how can you not need it anymore? You you know, unless you've retired or or or, yeah. or give up the business, you clearly do need it. And I think people don't think about how they could use that the same information to pass it down. To all their clients, you know, yeah. the biggest, the biggest uh, data breach is still sending the wrong, the right email to the wrong person. Where, and it's so easy in, in email, you, you know, you type somebody's first name and then you just you do it quickly and you don't even look. Auto yeah. fills it and you sent it and then it's like, yeah, it's wow, you really. stay. And, then, and then, under that, then there's also that you've actually sent. Somebody else's data to the right to the wrong person. So you've got the email right, but you put somebody else's data. Right? Yeah. So and it's all those things that people don't quite consider as mm. being huge potential data breaches. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, I think I think the ecosystem that Paul referenced as well is is, is really important from linking all that together as well because you know at, at, during at the end of any demo to 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 for a, for the a, a person watching that demo to realize. What we're trying to do here with this ecosystem that the, the intermediaries can talk to the providers who can then come back to them. They can go out to the client. The client can come back. You know, the, everybody within every actor in any transactional situation can access the same tech, exactly the same tech, the same capability at a price point that suits them from the enterprise yeah. to the £8.50 per user per month on the intermediary to the free for the client. Yeah, yeah. All talking together. Totally securely. So during uh, the course of any transaction or mortgage, or whatever it might be, that data is always fully protected.
0: I I I think the other one that's also worth just saying to sort of dispel any misgivings or miscomprehension. I mean, I remember, and it doesn't happen anymore. Actually, when we first started this journey, people were saying, "Well, email will disappear, you know, eventually, isn't it?" Well, we're at 350 billion email sent and received every day. That's projected to hit 390. 390 billion within three years, I think, maybe a little shorter. So we're on nothing but an upward spike. And actually, COVID accelerated that whole piece and, in fact, increased adoption and receptiveness from consumers. So that, you know, you'll be surprised. You know, my my 83-year-old mum, you know, uses email now. I mean, in fairness, it took a bit of time to get used to it. but And actually, I bought her a smart device, not because I was trying to contact her on email, but because of FaceTime. But... But I'm not alone. We're mm. not unique. You know, when I started looking into this, a lot of people did that mm. with the same motive. Yep. Uh, and and smart device usage is prevalent in every demographic actually now. So so I think I think the world's changed, um, and it's going to continue to propel that side of things. So it's good to understand some of the challenges.
1: I don't think you can survive in the world without a smart device. I don't know how people survive. I I recently went up a tower <laughs> in Italy, and you needed to go online to buy your ticket and then to how do people do these things with their smartphone? Yeah, yeah, so bad, it's The,
0: the, the yeah. other one I think is also interesting as well. stating is that people, those who have a personal email address now, exactly. uh, statistically, uh, the majority today would have held that email address for more than 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah. you're more likely to stay in contact with them ironically digitally with their email address yeah. than email physically. Yeah. yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah mad. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think there's been a few surveys recently as well, I don't know why some Larger, you know, beginning of this year, um, asking consumers how they want to be communicated with again, referring to referencing consumer duty, and email is king.
0: Wait, one of the Yeah, well,
2: if you look at that option, is it either phone call, text, or email? And, and lo- logic takes you because you think, okay, that's not going to interrupt me, so I'll go for the email because it yeah. is the, the, the it's the it's the softer option, but you're getting the Getting in yeah. contact, don't you? I mean, that's I, I think it's also human behaviour, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we've all
0: got lots of portals, 120 apparently. You know, whether it's your yes, BAMRs or your you know your Tesco shop, but but um, unfortunately, when you've got 120 inboxes, quite naturally that you know leads to lethargy. You know, whereas yes. if you can use the one you're connected with personally, uh, that helps a lot. So
1: I think on the operational efficiency as well. Anybody watching this? All they need to do really is ask themselves, think about the last transaction situation they were in, whether it be a mortgage or an investment or a pension or whatever it was. Think about along that during that transaction, were the pinch points? Where the pinch points where a secure email would have a helped and b reduced stress because these That's things are stressful. Thing yeah. You know, people applying for a mortgage, it's stressful for the uh, for the advisor. It can be stressful for the for the applicant. if things get stuck at certain pinch points because there is no obvious way. To communicate and to transfer a document, um, yeah. Think about that. Think about well, actually, that would have really helped. Too. I could have just access to a secure email solution that is, you know, going to keep everything you know, protected. Would that have helped? And that will really, I think, resonate with the answer to operation yeah. efficiency.
2: And also, you know, when you send things, you always want to know has the as the person seen it? Have they read it? Um, know, they have they opened the document? E- all that yeah. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and and. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. Okay, you you you've ticked your box because you've yeah. sent it. Yeah. But ultimately, you want to know well, why haven't they replied yet? Mm. Is, is it not have they not got it? Have they not read it? Have they not yeah. said it? Or, uh, so I think the ability to be able to know quite easily. Oh yeah, they they it's been received. They've opened it. So you know, I could be rested. They've got it. Or now. or if
0: you've done that horrible moment, I'm sure we've all
2: done it. Oops, wrong person. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Clicking the button to revoke it. You know, that all those controls, those checks, those balances, and that order, you know, it's, it's powerful, not not just from a compliance perspective, but from a sales perspective. When you know someone's got something and it's the right person, first of all, yes. and secondly, they'll open the document. Well, that's the perfect point to intersect or interject, should I say, in a the sales inquiry, isn't it? So, you yeah. know, this is, these
2: are sort of use cases I think we yeah. come up against all the time. Tell but, well, if you're an advisor and, you know, you're, you're being chased and you can say, well, they got it, they just yeah, have yeah. they, they haven't actually, get on to them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: again, referencing consumer duty, they are uh, advising they're going to have to be able to demonstrate that their client has fully understood what was proposed to them. If you can see on an audit trail that they've opened that email, that they've opened those attachments, you are demonstrating that they have been fully versed, fully informed yeah. about what you are proposing. So again, a really useful sales through, really useful.